Welcome to the Extraordinary Me podcast, where ordinary people choose the extraordinary. Hosted by Coach Adam. Hello, everyone, and this is the Extraordinary Me program podcast. I'm your host, Coach Adam. Today we have as our guest, Austin Byler. In high school, Austin Byler was a 4A Arizona State Player of the Year in 2011. Four-year varsity letter, three-year first-team All-Region, and a 2019 Hall of Fame inductee. In college, he was a 2015 Doc Marty Award winner for the top male athlete at the University of Nevada, Reno. He was a four-year letter at University of Nevada in Reno. He's a top five and six in the major offensive categories in, in school history. He won the Golden Spikes watch list. He's a Cape Cod League champion in 2013. He's a two-time Major League Baseball draft pick, 2014 by the Washington Nationals in the ninth round, and 2015 Arizona Diamondbacks in the 11th round, with 40 career home runs. He's a two-time All-Mountain West Conference first team and and one-time second team. He's an MWC Player of the Year run-up. In professional, he was a short-season A home run record for the Missoula Osprey in 2015, Pioneer League All-Star 2015, Pioneer League Champion in 2015, Pioneer League leader in home runs and walks in 2015, and he's a Cal League runner-up in 2017. He works with, in his mental approach with student-athletes, San Francisco State in California, Los Madanos uh, CC in California, College of San Mateo in California, University of Puget Sound W in Washington, excuse me, he Paradise Valley uh, Community College in Arizona, College of Marine in California, Northern Cal Baseball in California, Arizona Athletics Baseball, Team Elite Performance in Florida, Elite Squad in Florida, National Power Showcase, Florida Prospect League, and the Expedition Summer League Collegiate League. Please welcome Austin Byler. Welcome to the Extraordinary Me Program podcast. This is your host, Coach Adam, and today I'm extremely excited to have Austin Byler on our podcast. Austin, you want to give us a little bit of your background? Yeah, Adam. First of all, man, thanks for having me on here. This is awesome to be able to get this going and and to be a part of this. I know we've connected here a little bit on Twitter for a while, but just a little bit about my background, man. Played a little professional baseball. Grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, more on like the West Valley, so baseball was always a huge thing for our family, our lives. Just having uh, the spring training complexes out here and, and all of that stuff. It's been it's been a great great piece of my life for sure. And so played in high school. Um, had a lot of success, had the opportunity to go to University of Nevada, Reno, um, wasn't very highly recruited out of high school at all. So that was definitely tough for me through that time. You talk about adversity a little bit. It was it was tough to see all my friends getting signed and going off to these different places to play. And then um, I didn't have any offers. So it was actually the day after my last high school game that I got to sign uh, with Nevada. And thankfully, they gave me an opportunity, went there, played for uh, four years, 2011, 2015. Um Got drafted my junior year by the Washington Nationals, decided to go back to school, finish up the degree. We had a great opportunity to win, and we did a great job that next year, my senior season, and and played there in 2015, and then was drafted by the Arizona Dimebacks, and uh, played there for about three, three and a half years of professional ball, and uh, got to experience some amazing teammates, some amazing opportunities, some amazing experiences in general. And that's kind of where things went and now kind of moved into the personal development realms of life and helping athletes through the mental side of the game, leadership, uh, all the above, just really trying to be a positive light uh, in a lot of guys' eyes. 
Incredible. I want to kind of rewind a little bit and talk back to when you said, you know, you weren't highly recruited out of high school. Now, was that something you felt kind of drove you? Where were you at? That's what I call a critical point where, you know, you have a choice. You can make a decision based on circumstances that are outside your control. Talk about a little bit about, you know, you weren't highly recruited. A lot of guys you play with were. Um, how did that drive you at that time? Yeah, it was a big, it was definitely a big motivational factor. I remember one instance for sure I had a teammate who's an incredible teammate. And this goes to show like, thankfully you evolve as a person. Thankfully you grow. But remember them, our sophomore year, he was getting looked at by New Mexico to play football and baseball. And I was way better than him talent wise. I totally thought I was better than him. Um, in general, and he had this offer to potentially go play football and baseball at the University of New Mexico, and I'm sitting here like, what the heck, dude? I hit like 400, I did this, I did that, and it was like this poor me attitude. So um, thankfully after that, it made me realize, okay, you got to be more of a team guy and, and truly encompass the whole aspect of the team, and uh, things will hopefully work out for you. But going into senior year, man, not having an offer, was it was tough because – Obviously, you had a lot of success. Uh, just got inducted to the Hall of Fame in high school like a couple of years ago, and you deserved it on paper, quote unquote. But nobody was really seeing that success in you. And I think that's a, a tough thing for athletes today. Is it's all about us in a way, especially in baseball. Like you're kind of isolated, and it's more of a say it's a team game. But there's a lot of I in it with trying to produce and the results aspect. And for me, I was like, man. When am I ever going to get an offer? Like, who is ever going to see me? Who wants to, to put me on their squad? Who's going to send me a scholarship invite? Like, how do I do this? Like, this is tough. So it was definitely a tough time in my life. And it was a, a big turning point because it made evident to me that I needed to work really, really hard to get to that next level. And that that wasn't given to anybody. Like, you've got to earn the right to play in college and then to move on from there. Like, you've definitely got to earn the right. But just to get to college sports you've got to be really, really good. And you've got to be very consistent, persistent and work your butt off to get there. And um, it was a big turning point for me, man, because I, I really opened my eyes to how hard it really is to go and play collegiate baseball. And that was something that's always stuck with me. And it kind of drove me through college and, and drove me through pro ball a little bit with the, with the somewhat chip on my shoulder where I was like, man, um, you never know when your last day is going to happen. You've got to make the most of every opportunity you have on this field. And, and then at the end of the day, we can hang our hat on it and, and be okay with the results. Agreed. And I, and I know in today's world of social media, you'll, you'll see a kid tweet and post about how many offers they get. So that had to really kind of set the foundation for your work ethic and a lot of what you did going forward, knowing that you knew what you were capable of and inside. Nobody could really measure your, your soul, your spirit, and your heart. But other people weren't recognizing that at first. They didn't see what you were capable of from, you know, in, internally. And, and obviously that's kind of what drove you both through athletics and what you do now on the mental side of the game. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's, it's crazy. You, you think about it. There's a great analogy about chiseling the rock. And um, I think of it as like Hercules back in the day. You know how they had these really cool sculptures and like the Greeks and mythology, like, they just had these awesome sculptures. Well, those sculptures didn't happen overnight. Like that was man labor of just hundreds of people sculpting away at this rock, chiseling away day after day until they made this beautiful sculpture. And everybody on the outside sees this incredible sculpture, this incredible like being in this thing in front of them. Like, wow, that is amazing. But they didn't see the hours, the thousands and thousands and thousands of hours and days that it took to get to that point. So you've got to chisel the rock. And that's something that it really taught me was how do you chisel the rock and stay consistent even when people aren't 
necessarily recognizing the talents that you really do have. One day they will. Like as for an athlete out there, listen, it's like one day somebody's going to realize how good you are if you put your head down at work. And it goes, like you said, into this stuff that I'm doing now. Like it's not like I've got Clemson calling and South Carolina calling and University of Arizona allowing me to come in there and do all this work with them. Like it's it's back to grind mode, right? Like it's going back to the basics. What did you learn in high school and college when um, people maybe didn't see the talents that you had inside yet? And that's okay. But guess what? You got to put your head down and continue to work and not let that put you down and take you out of commission. You got to chisel the rock, chisel the rock every single day, man. Absolutely love that analogy. Okay, so you finally get your shot. Um, University of Nevada, Reno, uh, gives you the opportunity to play for them. Kind of talk about your college process because a lot of kids that uh, even follow me, uh, you know, we work with them through high school and college. Uh, kind of talk about what you went through and, and, and the grind and, and chisel on the rock. Uh, for you to, to to earn a spot and then maintain a spot throughout your college experience. Oh man, it was it was crazy, and it's life life happens in in these crazy ways. And I think everything that happens for you get these opportunities along the way. And are you ready for the opportunity? Well, we'll find out, right? Like so for for me going into the University of Nevada, that one was an opportunity to go play right away. But initially, I wasn't supposed to play. Like I was supposed to go in there and be a probably a 10th or 11th guy, somebody who came in off the bench. I've got a few pinch it at bats and then that was it. But how the world works and how things happen, um, our starting left fielder, who was a three-time All-American, or sorry, not three-time All-American, two-time All-American, like three-time first-team All-Conference, ended up getting kicked off the team in the fall. I kicked off the team, which was wild to me. And so what happened there is that opened up an opportunity for me to go in and DH because the guy who was going to DH ended up going to play left field. So that gave me a chance to get in the lineup. And um, that was huge, man. That was huge. Like just to be able to get that opportunity as a young, uh, young collegiate athlete. And I did all right. I did all right statistically. Like, 280, four home runs. I did an okay freshman year, but obviously not where I wanted. And then that summer, I went out and played summer baseball. And this is where you can learn from anybody you're around. And had an incredible mentor. He's still my mentor today, Aaron Nielsen. He's out of South Carolina and just an incredible human being. And he really helped me through the mental side of the game and, and through life, uh, the most part. Like, how do I take in the experiences of my life? How do I uh, find myself in the moment? How do I get in the moment? Like, how do I take... Uh, find gratitude in everything that I do. And that kind of helped spark that work ethic once again through college where it wasn't easy. Like it's not going to be easy, but going in after that first year and having an idea of, okay, I was away from home. I almost transferred after my uh, first semester. I wanted to transfer home. Thankfully, when I called the coach, uh, he was in Mexico for a week, so he didn't get my my voicemail right away. And I, I had some time to think about the decision and stayed there. But I wanted to transfer, man. I was, it was getting beat up. 6 a.m. weights was not for me. It was tough. Uh, terrible. It was, it was a really tough transition from high school to college. But going back to the roots, like, it totally helps you develop in those times. And I'm just getting through college, man. Going into that sophomore year was a big year for me. I had a lot of success. And then adversity hit, right? So I get hurt about halfway, three-quarters of the way through the season. And I've got offers to go play for Team USA, to go play in the Cape Cod League, all these great accolades that I can – I do. I'm, I'm in like 350. I've got eight bombs. I'm like beating Aaron Judge in home runs. Like, what the heck? Who would have ever thought? Like, it was incredible. But I got hurt. And then I had an opportunity and I chose to maybe not make the best decisions after that injury, which led to um, 
just inner turmoil, man. And that's why I do what I do now, but we can get into that later. But um, just going through that, man, those opportunities that you get, you've got to make the most out of the opportunities that you get because you never know when your last call is going to be. And like we see right now where nobody's playing, like one of those could have been my last games and it could have been done, man. But I'm um, just being able to put your head down and work consistently. Um, have a vision for your life. Know where you want to go. I knew I always wanted to be a professional athlete. The kids listening to this right now want to be professional athletes or businessmen or women who are in the world just making a, a massive change. And um, I always knew I wanted to do that. And I knew that to do so, you've got to work hard and you've got to have that work ethic. I got it from my mom and dad from a young age, just seeing them just grind and, and put food on the table for the family and, and be so relentless and so selfless with everything that they've done. They've set an incredible example. So I'm extremely blessed with them. But being able to surround yourself with the right guys on the team, the right people who are going to help you get there, the right mentors in your life who can help guide you even when things aren't maybe going as planned or as you would like them to is huge, man. It's huge to just find that that, that will to win. Absolutely agree. And what's interesting, Austin, is, is probably some of the people may or may not know is you and I do the same thing, but we don't compete against each other because we're here to support each other. And, you know, I, I love your work. I love what you're doing. I, you know, I promote you on Twitter and everything social media wise because I firmly feel, you know, we need your work out there. A couple of things you said uh, that kind of triggered with me real quick. When when all this hit with the, with the virus, um, naturally, I had a lot of student athletes, parents, coaches reaching out to me. And my exact response wanted to be to them, but I withheld. But I guess I'll just say this in open air right now is what part of this treat this as your last game didn't you understand and you know because that's kind of what i wanted to say is i've been trying to communicate these to kids i, I know what it was like to play my last game and it's it's a, it's a feeling you never forget and you kind of reiterated that talk a little bit about because because every kid who plays baseball for travel in high school you know they have um dreams and aspirations to play division one talk a lot about that experience you had with 6 a.m weights and, and the toughness of the schedule because i know my, my son experienced that his freshman year too um, and then talk about how impactful it was to have a mentor you could go to to talk to because you were going to transfer, but you talked to somebody and they, and they gave you very solid advice that that, that kind of resonated with you. So you stayed. Yeah, man, that's a great question, Adam. It's, it's an incredible question. Um, but the biggest thing with that whole deal is just like going through it and having somebody that you can rely on at all stages in your life is so key. And when I went to Nevada, it was just such an eye opener because in high school, you've got you know, four to five. I mean, our high school is good. So we have about five practices a week and we're in Arizona so we can play year round and we can do our thing. But um, we had great coaches. I mean, I, I tested to my coach and, and everybody that I got to learn from in high school from a young age, but going into college, like it's tough to prepare for that, man. It's 6 a.m. waits. You're up at 5 a.m. in the dorm with two other roommates, and you've got a bunch of crazy people running around around you who don't have aspirations to be great, who just want to come to college to party, who just want to be there for the experience, and they don't want to actually um, chase something bigger than themselves. And that was tough because you can either fall victim to that, which – like like natural college kids, we did for a while, or you can separate yourself from that and find a process that works for you. And I think it really like developed something that like struck my mind when you mentioned that was how bad do you really want it? Like how bad do you really want to be successful? Like you say you want to play pro ball, you say you want to play high level college, you say you want to be an all American, you say you want to be the best in your league, but how bad and how willing are you to do anything in your power to make the sacrifices to do that and to get there? And that's what really hit home that first uh, that first fall season because we're practicing from freaking 6 a.m. to 12 
in the morning. Then we've got class. And then I've got to somehow find time to call my family back home. That's 12 hours away on a drive. And that was not easy, man. And especially being in a big family, I'm the oldest of six and I'm like, I'm like the king babysitter. And now I'm in here like babysitting the college kids, like, and being a part of this, it was crazy. And so just getting into those experiences, they set you up for the rest of your life and you don't see them right there. And in, in that initial moment, but looking back on those moments now that you've re-sparked that in my mind is like, it's so crucial. Like it was such a key part of my life to teach me so many different, uh, just different tools, man, how to handle adversity, how to get through with a, with a coach who's very hard on you and expects and demands a lot out of you. It wasn't like this cookie cutter coach, man. He was honest and we had great coaches, but they were honest. Like they, they expected and demanded a ton out of us. Like how do you get through a fall season when it's snowing outside and you've never experienced snow in your life. Like all this stuff is tough to do, but it really helped me dig down deep and realize how bad do I really want it? And I know a lot of my teammates, same thing, like how bad do you really want it and how are you going to support each other? So um, just getting into that, man, the, the mentorship is massive. The mentorship is massive. And I love your work. And I love what you do. And I love the passion that you have for these athletes to help them. But the biggest thing is like, I don't care if you're talking to one of us or if you're just talking to somebody that you trust, like find somebody that you trust that you can rely on when things get tough, because they're going to get tough. They get tough for me still. They get tough for you. They get tough for mom and dad. They get tough for brother, sister. We've got to find people in our life that are going to help pull us up on a consistent basis when we need somebody the most, because everybody needs somebody else in their life. And why not encourage other people to be better than they were the day before? So that's huge, man. That's the biggest piece, biggest piece of advice I give anybody is find somebody you trust when you're out there. They're going to help you get through these tough times and, and all things in life are temporary. So no matter what you're going through, it's temporary. Things are going to change. There's always seasons in life, man. You're going to get through these seasons and you're going to have a bigger one and better one. At some point, you just got to stick your head down and grind and, and really believe in that bigger vision that you have for yourself. Totally agree. And and you said a few things there. One, inevitably, it's your decision. It's how much work you put in. It's it's what you are willing to go through and, and for uh, to reach and accomplish your your mission. Um, you know, on top of that, I agree with you too. Um, I tell people all the time, connect with somebody who's going to guide you and who's going to resonate with you, something very deep inside of you to pull that out of you. You already have the answers. You just got to pull that out of you. And somebody out there as a mentor is going to give you a perspective that you probably didn't look at in a different light. That's the one you want to talk to. And I don't care if it's me. I don't care if it's, um, you know, Austin. I don't care who it is. Just find the mentor who's going to help you become who you became here to become. You complete college and then you go into pro level. Kind of talk about that where you get drafted, you play professional baseball, the, the ups and downs, the rigors, uh, the challenges that were involved in, in, in playing professional. Yeah, man. Another great question, Adam. I think, think like going into professional baseball, that was a whole nother bird. <laughs> you know, that was, that was a whole nother deal because you, you see it on TV from a young age and you're like, wow, I want to be there one day. We've all seen Jeter. We've all seen Trouts, the Kershaws. We want to be there one day. That's our dream. That's our vision. And to have your name called in the draft and to have the opportunity to go play at that next level is massive. It's so much, it's, it's such an amazing feeling, but the biggest thing is like, now it's real life. Like now this is cut through, like there's some business involved. Like we don't know what's going to happen. You've got, who knows, 250 other guys in that locker room, 249 that are fighting for spots on one of those six to eight teams that you guys have in your organization. Like it is cutthroat. It is now the best of the best. And I'll tell you what, Adam, it's not the most talented athletes that make it. Not even close. I mean, I played with some guys who are so, 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 so talented, but 
the mindset. It, it totally, it totally changes everything. If you don't have the right mindset going in there, if you don't believe in yourself and have a firm foundation, you're, you're screwed. You're going to get eaten up in professional baseball. And for me, my first year, I hopped in and uh, thankfully I had a great season, a great, great year that first summer. I mean, 18 bombs, like led the league in almost every category, won the championship and was an all-star. Like you can't get much better. It was amazing. And so going into that fall, I was super excited, uh, super optimistic of the next year seeing where I'm going to go. And as an athlete, naturally, we're trying to pick where we go rather than uh, relying on the people who are in charge to choose where we go and understand that we really don't have any control over it besides how we play and how we prepare. And I get into the fall and this is where life really just started to hit me. And my fall was in October. And for those of you who don't know of Instructs, there's an instructional league, which is basically invite the 25 or so best players in the organization, in the minors, back to Arizona or wherever your complex is in spring training. And you play a, an extended season for like three weeks. You just get some more games in. They get a good look to have the GMs, the, the big dogs there to see you play, see what they got going into the spring, see what they're going to do, what moves they'll make. And so I got the opportunity to do that. And I was, one, thrilled for it. Two, pretty burnt out because I just played 80 to 90 games plus my college season. Plus, I played 150, 160 games there since February. I'm tired, man. I'm, I'm burnt out, but um, how bad do you want it, right? And so I get through there, and it's about halfway through. We get done with the game. Great game. Everything was good. Um, and as I show up, I, I'm walking up with my teammates and at the third base coach for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And at now, he was the uh, infield coordinator. and then. Um, he's waiting at the the door out by the spring training door or whatever. And he's like, bother, like, come with me, come to my office. I'm like, oh, great. Like, what's going on? Like, this either something really good or really bad, right? And so I go into his office. Mike Bell's there. I think he's the GM of scouting at the time. And they sit me down. They're like, look, bother, uh, I'm sorry to let you know this, but you failed a drug test. You are going to have to sit out the next, uh, the first 50 games the next year. And that's where, like, you could hear a pin drop, dude, like, my heart sunk to the bottom of my, my gut. I didn't even know what to think. I'm like, wait, what drug test? You got the wrong person. Like, there's no way. Like, what happened? Like, are you sure? What do I do? All these unanswered questions, right? And that's where pro ball really started to eat me up, to be honest, because I was so nervous. I was so nervous and, and so anxious all the time. I didn't know if, like, what other people were thinking about me. I, I didn't know if it was going to affect me. And um, here I am, like, obviously a great kid from a great background with a great family. But then I had to call my mom and my dad and my old coaches and let them know that I failed a drug test and won't be playing the first 50 games of the next season. And I don't know what to do. And and I was like inner turmoil, man. Like, I did a good job of masking it for a long time. But inner turmoil started to take off. And that's where professional baseball can eat you up if you let it is, is if you start to try and believe the hype of the people around you rather than who you are and finding your identity as a person, not a baseball player. We had a pastor come in on one of the, the Sundays, um, one of my last years. It actually was my last year. And he said, you had a name before the game. And it, it just, it stuck with me ever since. I don't remember very many quotes, I'm terrible quote movies. I'm not, I'm not good with the comical stuff, but you say, he said, you, you had a name before the game and it just struck a bell with me, man, because I was, I was getting so caught up in what the game was and, and all these other things, but the game never loved you. Like the game doesn't, doesn't expect anything out of you. The game's the game and it's an amazing game. And we get the opportunity and the privilege to play the game for hopefully as long as we possibly can. But one day the game's going to end and it's going to chew you up and spit you out. And you're not going to have to, you're going to have to find your way in life. And what the game does is teach you about life. And that was a huge life lesson for me was uh, going through the professional baseball ranks, man. And just, 
just seeing what was going down and I'm trying to always compare myself to the other guys and, and like we're fighting for spots, but we're still teammates and you're with them for six, seven, eight months out of the year. And then the other four, you don't do anything. You're like, what do I do? It was tough, man. It was a tough transition, but it's a beautiful game. And if you get the opportunity, it's a beautiful opportunity to go out there and continue to pursue your dream and, and work hard. But the biggest piece of advice is understand who you are. Like, know who you are as a person. Like, do you believe in you? At the end of the day, when you lay your head down on the pillow at night, do you believe in you, the person that's laying that actual head down on that pillow? I don't care if I believe in you. I don't care if Coach Adam believes in you, if Mom and Dad believe in you, but do you believe in you? That's the question that I would challenge anybody out there listening to uh, just ask yourself today. Hey, do I believe in myself? Um, and that's what really separates the best from the best. So true. Do, do you believe in you? And you had a name before the game. You know, I, I think you've said this before. I know I have. When you were a, a Jersey, you're playing for the front and you're playing for the back, the people who raised you and the uh, the team that you're playing for now. And everything you just said there just rang true so much with uh, with, with what I know. Um, so thank you for sharing that. So then you create Major League University, which is a mental approach to the game, excuse me, which is so needed. Um, you know, I started my program 16 years ago. At first, when I when I started to approach people talking about it, I was laughed at. Uh, now I think people understand the, um, the the sincerity of why it's needed. Talk a little bit more about what drove you to create Major League University and uh, the mental approach. Yeah, man. Well, first of all, it's extremely needed. Like you said, I mean, we need more people like you out there in the world doing what they're doing right now. This is incredible. So kudos to what you've created 16 years ago, walking into places where people for sure laughed at you because I got told this fall that my stuff was quote unquote, and I won't say the word, but BS. And, and a coach told me that it was complete BS what we were doing, visualizing ourselves succeeding. And I'm sitting there like, wait, what? Like, give me a break, dude. But that's just where some of the world's at, man. And you can't, can't change people. You can only help them and encourage them. And what kind of drove me, Adam, was – when I, when I was going through college, my, after that injury that I had that sophomore year and throughout my pro career, I started to mask my pain. I had a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression inside, but I was really, really good at putting on that mask of I'm happy, uh, I'm loving, I'm caring. And as I was all those things, I was also masking a lot of pain. So I I'd experienced a lot of prescription drug abuse from that sophomore year after I got hurt to all the way up until my like almost last season of professional baseball, like right before that last season in the off season, I, I had another mentor. Um, he invited me out to a, a Bible study and um, originally I wasn't going to go and it totally changed my life, man, my perspective on everything. And, and that's when things really shifted, but just going through four to five years of constantly battling this inner turmoil with myself, constantly battling the inner demons and the inner questions that I ask myself every day and lack of self-worth. Like I'm on the highest level succeeding hitting a lot of home runs, like everything's great. The Instagram looks great. Like I got a cool baseball picture in my stuff, like all the likes, whoop de doo Like that stuff doesn't mean anything, man. If you don't feel fulfilled inside, if you don't feel just good about who you are, nothing else matters. No amount of money, no cool shoes, no cool swag, no awesome bat. Like none of that stuff can fulfill the hole in our hearts sometimes. So um, that's really what drove me, Adam, was going through this this anxiety and depression uh, piece in my life where I just totally put on the mask. And I didn't want to talk about it. I thought I was weak. I, I didn't want to tell my parents because I felt like I left, let them down. And I didn't want to tell any of my friends or my mentors because I just, I just didn't want them to know that that was going on. I just figured, okay, one day it'll pass, right? One day it'll pass. So um, going from self-medicating on my own prescription medication to getting prescribed 
prescription medications and uh, going through that path for five years, man, on and off was, was brutal. The quality of life sucked. I had no sleep pattern. I couldn't sleep. I was lazy. I woke up late, had a foggy mind all the time. And then I started to practice some of these tools. I finally just dropped it when I met, when I met my buddy and, and he kind of inspired me, you know, to go to the Bible study and to, to change. And so it started with a commitment to myself every morning. And once I saw that, what it was doing for me going into that final year that I had in baseball, like my final year, I, I never had more fun in my life. It was incredible. It was the best year of professional baseball of my life because I had so much fun doing what I did. I was so grateful to be out there, but it started with a commitment to myself every day. And I think for people out there, like that's really where it starts. Like how can we commit to ourselves every day to build self-confidence so that when we do experience tough times, we're ready and equipped to go. And, and that's where things kind of hit. I always wanted to inspire people, Adam. I always wanted to make a big difference. I didn't know how. I thought baseball was the avenue, but now I'm starting to realize my callings to speaking and, and, and working with teams and individual athletes, groups, et cetera, because that stuff just fuels my fire, man. It lights my flame on fire. And I'm just going through that. Once I started to realize some of these tools were working, I said, you know what? I'm going to make sure nobody else ever felt like how I felt ever again, because I saw 95% of my teammates who did a, a dang good job of, of masking that pain, but they were feeling terrible inside. We'd have conversations about it. We would talk about our feelings. Like we were so anxious to go to the field. We were sad, depressed. Like we hated our lives for half the season. Like it was not a good quality of life, man. And not a lot of people see that because not a lot of athletes are vulnerable enough to admit that. Because they, as an athlete, you're expected to put on this persona of I'm Mr. Tough Guy. I've got it figured out. Nothing affects me. Um, I'm the best out there, blah, 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 blah. But guess what? In vulnerability, there is strength. When you are vulnerable, there is so much growth that can happen. And and so some of our – I just wanted to make sure that nobody else ever felt that way again. And that's really what's driven me to start Major League University and to work with teams and just to help people in general, man. I don't care what aspect it is. Just help people live their best life, be their best version. Something I'll never forget, Austin, when um, when a lot of the, what we're experiencing right now with, with this virus and, and, and people on lockdown and seasons ending, uh, you did something that, that few people would have. You tweeted out your cell phone number and you said, if you want to sit here and talk, please call me. You know, if you need anything, you call me and, and we'll talk. And I just I saw that and I was like, wow, that was awesome. Like I, I just had nothing but admiration for that. Um, and it spoke volumes of your character. For me, mine was at age 26 when I was done playing basketball and baseball through college, um, you know, tried out for some professional teams. And um, that's when the, the heavy anxiety and the depressive thinking hit for me. And it's tough because relating to you, nobody knows what you're going through. And they can attempt to, they can try to step into your world, they can talk to you, but nobody really knows what you're going through. And that was at that time, I just remember similar to what you said, I I had, uh, my son was uh, a year old, my daughter was a couple months old. And I said, um, I don't want my kids knowing me like this. Like, this is not who I am. This is not why I'm here. So that was the transformational point for me where I discovered identity, mission and beliefs, which is what we, we talk about in the Extraordinary Me program uh, and work with student athletes too. Uh, and it sounds like that that was kind of your turning point, too, is you had made the comment, I don't want anybody to feel like this. And that's what, what inspired you and drove you uh, to create this mental approach because you know the wear and tear this has on student athletes. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And that's incredible that uh, when we share our stories, we can find so many similarities. Like I could be walking down the road with you and we could not say a word about like our past and being vulnerable. And I would have never known that. 
But like now I know your background, like on where you've been and, and the things that you've gone through and you know mine and, and we are so similar in those aspects. And these are just two guys who love sports who played at a high level. But um, that's so true, man. It's exactly uh, what, what we're trying to do here and uh, just kind of follow in your footsteps, man. You, you've laid the foundation for a lot of people and there's no reason to go out and try and recreate the wheel, man. Copy genius, see what other people are doing, take what you like, what you don't like. Uh, mix it into your feel and, and continue to grow and inspire and help other people, man. That's what it's all about. From your uh, your information with Major League U- University and obviously your individual with Austin Byler, um, you do work with groups and individuals. So you want to maybe promote a little bit of what you do and your work so that people on the podcast can can understand more of um, what you do with the mental approach? Absolutely, man. So I work with different teams, organizations, ranging from professional, college, high school, travel organizations, um, just middle schools, high schools, anything. Um, you got a team, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in for it, man. I want to speak. I want to help in any way, any capacity that I can. And then I work with individual athletes in group settings as well. So we've got um, in-person group that I do depending on where I'm at. And that hasn't really – haven't done a ton of that yet just because I'm not sure where I'm going to be at fully. But we got an online leadership academy for athletes that I'm really excited about. It's been awesome so far. We've got about 15 athletes in there right now. And uh, we're just rocking it, man. We're just helping set these guys up, equip them for the real world, empower them for the next level empower them um, for their actual lives because I think there's a lot of correlation if you take care of your life you take care of your skills and and vice versa that way so that's been a huge thing and then like I said working with the individual athletes I do a lot of one-on-one coaching and and that's something that I really enjoy because it's challenged me personally to ask more questions and to really dig deep to some of these kids and that's anywhere from 11 12 year old to a, a big leaguer man and and uh, I know I'm sure same with you, like you want to help everybody and, and we want to just get a good feel. So for me, just getting into this, it's like I want to see the the commonalities and the similarities between how the 11 to 13 to 15 year old kids thinks to the 22 year old college senior to the 25 year old pro guy who's on the verge of making it to the big leagues, but just needs that that little flip, you know, that little switch to engage. And the biggest thing I've noticed, man, is confidence. So um, I like to speak a lot about that aspect. Confidence is a is a big indicator, and and you know you bring something up to the table that uh, that I have found with a lot of student athletes I work with when they reach out to me individually, they start with the phrase "You're going to think I'm weird," and I always stop them immediately. I said, "No, absolutely not. It, all of us have a different way of being conditioned. We all think differently. We all have our different perceptions of the world. There is nothing I will think weird of you for. As a matter of fact, it might even bring up." bring something out of you that you want to discuss that could prevent harm or something ugly in the future. Um, and I don't know, similarly, if you've had discussions with kids who may have even commented about that or, or, or even a deeper challenge. Yeah, there was, I mean, one kid that I work with, man, he's got, I'm going to just say, it, he's got the Y word, dude, the yips and, and behind the dish. And it was like just seeing the transformation from the first two weeks to the final two weeks of what we were doing together like the confidence and it was all a, a belief of what are, what's everybody else thinking about me? She's like, you're probably going to think I suck. Like, you you don't, you don't think I'm very good. Like, you're going to think I'm crazy when you, when I tell you that I'm thinking about this 24, seven, 365 every freaking day for the last three years of why I can't throw the ball back to the pitcher. Like I'm thinking about this. I'm like, dude, you're not weird. One, two, it is okay. Like we are here to help you. Like there's options to get you through this. And that's our whole goal is to break through this, but we've got to break through ourselves first, man. And um, I definitely have had those instances where, where athletes, they're just, they're timid, I think, to 
unleash their real feelings because they're nervous about how other people are going to feel about them. When in reality, like if you're just vulnerable, man, you can relate to so many more people and, and people, everybody's dealing with something or has dealt with something. So if we understand that concept, like whatever you say might ring a bell with them in a totally different way. Maybe it's something in their family life that they've dealt with. And, and you've noticed something in your own life with your skill that maybe sparks something for them to now relate to you to have a good conversation to break through this. And maybe it just starts with that one conversation of being vulnerable and saying, hey, Coach Adam, like, look, I need some help here. Like, I need some help. Like, don't ever be afraid to ask for help. Like, the more we don't ask for help, the more it bottles up inside. The more it bottles up inside, the more we experience that inner turmoil and that that defeat inside, man. So I definitely have, have gotten that too. And I know just being in the athlete's shoes, I'd never wanted to never wanted to admit when I was wrong, man. It took me five years to even admit to anybody that I was struggling with anything. So um, it's definitely a big topic. To your point, you're conditioned as an athlete to get through it. And the, the higher level you want to go, then the more you have to put up with and the more you've got to get through. Sooner or later, you need a venting mechanism. And and because you don't want that venting mechanism to turn into substances, and, and it can very easily. So that venting mechanism is 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 someone who helps you, see, or someone or someone's, who helps you see things in a different perspective and can change the way you view it, like a camera lens or, or a frame, a new frame on a picture. It helps the the way you view it so that you can get a different, what I call perception of reality, how you view the world. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Sometimes it takes somebody else to tell you something to spark something in your mind to help get you a new perspective, that new set of lenses for the way you look at things, man. So that's that's a massive tool, and I'm really happy you brought that up too. That's big time. Talk about Major League University, what you're looking to accomplish in the future, possibly you know how people would reach out to you and connect with you so that they could uh, hire you to come out and and work with their organization. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. So like the main thing for us and then the future is we do a lot of these these clinics. So I'll, I'll do skill clinics. I'll do mental game clinics with, with teams and organizations. Um, so those are a couple of just different avenues of barring any more setbacks going into the summer with all this craziness. man. Uh, I'm really excited about the opportunities we have this summer to get out to some new places. I'm going to be headed out to the East Coast a little bit, too. And um, for those of you who don't know, I'm out on the West Coast in Arizona and San Francisco bouncing around between there. Um, my goal, man, is personally to work with 20 colleges this summer or sorry, not this summer, this fall. I want to work with collegiate programs. I love college level. Uh, I love that aspect. And then obviously from there, the travel organizations, the different high school programs, anybody who's looking for somebody to come in and just inspire them and, and motivate them a little more and, and equip them with some skills and tools that can help them get to where they want to go, man. I'd love sharing stories. I love being there to help. So um, the long-term vision is working with um, a lot of the elite programs, working with a lot of those college programs and, and really just developing a program for athletes to get going. Um, I really want to blow up the online leadership Academy. It's super affordable. It's, it's super simple to do. It's just making the that conscious decision, man, to, to take the leap of faith and to get in there and to have a mentor that can help you get to where you want to go and trust in that. So those are a few things. And uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram's at Major League University. Twitter's a little different, at Major University. You can find me at Austin Byler on all platforms. Um, we're very active on both. And um, our whole goal is to help. So if there's any questions that somebody has or if you want to 
throw at them in a three-way text. Like if you want to Snapchat us a video because it's easiest for you, like reach out, please. Like we are a full open book 24-7 here to help anybody and everybody, whether it's a parent, a coach, a, an athlete, an organization. I don't care if you need help or if you're looking to have a question answered, please, please, please reach out. I cannot emphasize that enough. Like you said, Adam, earlier, it's always good to have somebody who can almost help you reset your mind and, and get back to, to who you are and what you do best. Absolutely, for sure. In light of the times we're in, describe a little bit more about the online university and kind of what programs and what you do there. Cause I think that that's, uh, with, again, with the times we're in with zoom and FaceTime and a lot of technology seems to be a great opportunity for these kids. And I think that'd be a good, good time to maybe talk a little bit about what you do on the online university. Um, so they have an idea. Absolutely, man. So we're right now we're doing two things. Um, one, we're running out through the, the online Academy is on a, a Facebook group right now. So you create the account, you don't have to have a Facebook account. All you got to do is you can use your parents, you can use yours. You get in the Facebook group and every day we're posting different content. So um, each week has a different theme. Uh, we break it down. We get interactive with the athletes. We encourage them to reach out to us as well individually. Um, that one's more of like a self-accountability aspect. Like you got to hold yourself accountable. You've got to remind yourself to get in there. You got to set your notifications. You got to be on it. Like if you really want it, you're going to be involved. You're going to be encouraged through that. So that's that's one of the things. And, and that's been a, a huge hit so far, man. It's been a lot of fun because we can get those athletes in a group and um, break them out. Got some guest speakers just helping you get a personalized plan for success. And then what we're going to start up next Wednesday, actually, it's going to be the first call. And it's going to be me and my buddy. We're going to uh, start something up here in Arizona just um, through Zoom. We're going to have a Zoom link out there. We're encouraging athletes and coaches to get on there. And it's basically kickstarting another program. Um, we're going to do once a week where we have athletes on. It's more interactive. It's almost like a quote-unquote advanced program where we're able to um, have them face-to-face -face through Zoom. So we're all there together. I think the video aspect is huge because you get to see the face. You've got to actually be paying attention and we can hold them accountable. And we're going to get them in there for an hour session. We're going to have hour coaching sessions. The first month's going to be free because of all this craziness going on. We want to encourage people to get in there and to be just surrounded by good people, especially in a time of need where we need to be there for others. And so that's going to involve um, a process. We're still developing it, but we're going to hit on the leadership, the fear aspects, um, how to find peace and, and inner peace through visualization, through meditation techniques, um, commitment tools to build confidence. Um, Self-confidence is going to be a massive, massive, massive topic in there. Um, and we want it to be interactive. So I don't want it to just be us talking to you. I want to be talking with you and the families involved, too. They are more than welcome to join. Well, I cannot promote your work enough. Like I said, you you and your work uh, often are so sorely needed. Um, you know, I look at a lot of uh, every athlete from, from grade school to high school to college to even pro. Um, sooner or later, they need a mentor. They need someone to guide them, to help them see the world in a new perspective. When I work with people and, 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 and like colleagues, uh, not the mentee, but, uh, you know, I, I will say this on the podcast, you're as authentic as they get. And, you know, it's been an honor to meet you through the Twitter universe. Um, but it's been even more of an honor to have you on the podcast and, uh, you know, to promote your services. I, I can't possibly do it enough. Uh, you are very authentic. Uh, your story speaks for itself. Your character is amazing. And I'll have all your information on the blog that goes with this on how to contact you because this, this, uh, a competitive world we're in, uh, which is only getting more competitive, needs you and your services to ensure that they, they remain extraordinary throughout this process and they develop the leader they are and they become who they're capable of becoming 
without what I say, crushing other people's necks. Um, you know, because unfortunately we're in a world where competition gets so stiff that we feel we have to crush people, uh, crush other people, um, to get to the top of the mountain. And that, that is absolutely not the case. And, um, what you do speaks volumes for that. And I'm just honored to know you, Austin. Adam, I really appreciate you having me on, man. And it's been an honor just to learn from you through social media. And how beautiful is social media, man? The power of technology that can allow us to connect with people that we would have never been able to connect to 15, 20 years ago. Like now we're able to connect, inspire, encourage each other because we're on this road together, man. Like if we want to inspire people, I'm not going to like, I know you're not going to claw anyone down. I'm not clawing anyone down. Let's bring each other up. Let's promote each other. Let's help each other get to where they want to go and, and help reach the masses because it's ultimately about people and loving people and, and cherishing people. And that's what you're doing, man. So I can't speak highly enough of you as well. And I really just appreciate the opportunity for you bringing me on here, man, and be able to have a great conversation. And I obviously want to continue this with you and, and talk more. One, get you on my podcast too, be able to continue to pick your brain on what you teach and, and how you help impact your programs. Because like I said, in the beginning, man, copy genius, you've been doing it for a while. You've got the experience and why not? I learned from somebody like you who's done this for a while with a lot of athletes. So keep making an impact, man. This was incredible. I really appreciate you. Same here, Austin. You uh, stay extraordinary. We'll be in contact soon, I'm sure. Appreciate it, brother. Have a good day. Dear Austin, in the day and age of technology where we as coaches and players can measure many metrics, the one we cannot measure are one's heart and one's mind because we cannot calculate what they are capable of. Your work is very much needed throughout the career of a student athlete. In every cycle in life, we begin and we conclude. However, in between the cycle is a word I call endurance. And it is mentors like you that inspire any student athlete to endure through the most difficult of challenges and prove to themselves that it is worth it. It takes a lot of courage for a young man like yourself to tell his story and share it with so many so they can learn from it. Your work ethic and determination speak volumes for you to the professional level you had reached. Yet your character speaks even louder as to how you handled the ups and downs of this curve we call life. Austin, your work and mission are very needed and the uncertain challenges our world now faces. When challenges seem to be loud, it's people like you that whisper and help others navigate in troubling waters. There's an old saying, the wounded duck is the best healer. Remember, everything you have experienced has prepared you for how you will teach and guide all those you will impact. It was never an accident. It was never a coincidence. Your history and timeline was meant to happen, and we will all be thankful when we meet you. Austin, you are extraordinary. Stay the course. Stay extraordinary. We need you to. Coach Adam. Welcome to the Extraordinary Me podcast, where ordinary people choose the extraordinary. Hosted by Coach Adam.